Xtalks connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This food industry-focused podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to help keep you up to date. This week on the show, we are discussing Beyond Meat and PepsiCo launching a plant-based jerky and how TikTok food trends are changing the landscape of the food industry. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Xtalks Food Podcast. I'm Sydney Perlmutter, Senior Food Industry Journalist and Webinar Moderator at xtalks.com, and this week I'm joined by Aisha Rashid and Vera Kovacevic. Thanks for coming today. So I'm going to start us off with a story about something we may already be tired of hearing about, but it's TikTok. And users sharing food from restaurants or personal recipes on social media, this is nothing new. This is what we've been doing for a very long time. But TikTok food trends are taking this phenomenon to another level. Last week alone, the hashtag for food amassed a whopping 268 billion views on the popular video sharing app, while the hashtag for recipes and restaurants garnered an impressive 9.1 billion and 6.9 billion respectively. So these numbers are nothing to, you know, shake a stick at. When we looked at Google's top trending food searches in 2021, it really signaled a huge shift with searches stemming from TikTok food trends making up over half the list. And the number one spot on the list was TikTok feta pasta, in which uh, you bake a brick of feta with tomatoes and garlic and some other spices, and then you put pasta in it. I think maybe we've all kind of tried it once and then forgotten about it. But that took the number one spot last year uh, on Google's list. And TikTok is so popular that grocery delivery service Instacart even recently introduced a product integration feature that allows consumers to order ingredients for delivery when they see a recipe on TikTok. And it's easy to pass off TikTok as just another app, um, you know, in a video sharing platform, but it's clear that there's more to the story when it comes to the food industry. And due to the sheer popularity of TikTok food trends, food and beverage brands might want to actually start paying attention to the ways they can engage with the app. So why are TikTok food trends so popular? Food videos on TikTok range from grocery hauls to new restaurant finds to snack reviews, but one category stands out among the pack, and that is the recipe video. And many of the recipes tend to be simple and quick and make use of pantry staples or common ingredients. And they also tend to be accessible to teens and young adults and don't require any prior culinary knowledge or special equipment. And it's clearly catered to this audience because those are uh, the people who are mainly using the app. But regardless of age, many social media users are looking for quick, easy, healthy meals that are also homemade and unique. And of course, TikTok delivers recipes that fulfill those needs in an easy to understand visual format. And consequently, the app has given many consumers inspiration during a stressful time, making it a very valuable creative outlet. So as consumers continue to look for connections to the world around them when it comes to cooking, participating in a TikTok food trend is certainly an easy way to fulfill that connection. But what about food, in, uh, food companies? Should they start investing in TikTok? 
Well, a 2021 study from a marketing agency called MGH found that 36% of TikTok users have visited or ordered food from a restaurant after seeing a TikTok video about the restaurant. The study also found that 55% um, visited a restaurant from TikTok simply because the food looked appetizing. So for restaurants, there's a clear avenue for exposure on the app, but for consumer packaged goods brand or CPG brands, it's not as straightforward. So one example that I included was Dalgona candy. So it's a Korean street food that was featured on the popular Netflix series Squid Games in September 2021. And by early October, articles were already being written about Dalgona candy trending on TikTok. And by the following month, they were bakeries. They were in bakeries everywhere. But now the world has moved on. And that's the nature of the app. It's very trendy. So CPG brands might have a more difficult time trying to capture trends while they last. So instead of trying to hop on every single trend, brands can start engaging in conversations about trending topics and food items, as well as partner with content creators and influencers, because this is a much more sustainable way of doing business. But doing this requires a level of cultural awareness and understanding of how to effectively engage in these mediums. And since consumers really hold a lot of the messaging in this space, the food industry has to remain on its toes in order to capitalize on TikTok food trends. So from your guys' perspective, um, I'm not sure if you have the app or, you know, if you've seen, I'm sure you've seen the TikTok feta pasta and the Dalgona trends. Um, But yeah, what do you make of um, TikTok being so influential in the food industry? And, you know, do you think that TikTok having this influence um, is going to last for a while? Or do you think, um, you know, it's kind of just going to stay around until TikTok doesn't get as popular anymore? I think with any trend, um, it's kind of hard to predict. Um, and for, for TikTok, I think it's also hard to predict. I think it's very dependent on the platform and how well it continues to do in terms of whether, um, you know, seeing food recipes uh, trending so much on TikTok is going to continue to be a thing. But yeah, like I'm not surprised that like the food industry is and will be leveraging platforms like TikTok because they're so popular among like, you know, certain demographics like Gen Z. But then I'm seeing older people joining it as well to, you know, try to see what's going on. And I think people become hooked because of the format of those short, you know, videos. You know, people don't have a lot of time so they can just like uh, watch a short video and get so much from that. So it's like, you know, good bang for your buck kind of a thing with these short format videos that are, I think, becoming really popular across like all social media platforms. But yeah, it's such a thing like these, especially in food, right? Like there's so much content, but food is really up there. And, and I think you mentioned, I don't know how many views or how many like hash, like how many, ha- the, the hashtag, like how many views it has, but like it's incredible. And um, people are always going to be about food. And I think it'd be smart for companies to to gain in on, on on the trend and to jump on board, I guess, to, to reach more people. Yeah, like I think many of the big um, CPG companies, you know, like many of the really big food industry companies and even the medium-sized and small ones, I'm sure they all have at, you know, at least one person who is their social media person 
who is, you know, supposed to promote their page on social media. And um, I'm sure many of the companies are considering TikTok. You know, just look at the number of times the food hashtag is used. So they probably have at least a team of dedicated people just for their social media because their end goal is to reach consumers. So they want those to consumers to go to the grocery store and buy their product and make the trending recipe with their products, right? And they can get creative, you know, they can use like the trending music that's used on TikTok or or the hashtags and all that stuff. So I think um, investing in a very good social media team effort is going to be even more valuable in the future for companies that are targeting the consumer. Right. One thing that I've noticed on my feed, for example, is that I get a lot of ads for meal kits. And it's such a perfect way to advertise um, for meal kits because you just see a really quick, easy, you know, recipe video using the uh, meal kits. And uh, they use exactly like you were saying, like that, the trendy music, the, the right hashtags and Uh, the algorithm just targets me uh, because I watch a lot of food videos too. So even if you, you know, you engage once or twice with a food video, then they've got you and you're you're hooked for life. You're hooked. Exactly. (laughs) You're hooked. And just the nature of the algorithm too. um, It, if you at all engage with food content, then you're going to be seeing more and more food content. And with that, advertisers are going to be targeting you. Um, and it does it very well. So you're absolutely right, Vera. Food companies, uh, whether it's restaurants, um, you know, quick service, CPG brands should all have dedicated teams um, and definitely thinking about partnering with, you know, content creators too, which is a very big avenue for them as well, um, you know, to, to just do a sponsored post uh, or things like that. And that way, you know, it's kind of out of their hands and they let the experts take care of it. But yeah, it's, it's a really... Um, I would say it's even more effective uh, for the food industry than YouTube, which, as we know, is also a huge avenue for food and recipe videos as well. So I'm really eager to see how long this will last. Yeah, and, you know, television commercials just don't reach as many people as they used to. It's true. So they have to find other ways to advertise. I think this is just like a natural addition or progression um, to include in their whole in their marketing, right? So it's just an, another added avenue um, that they have to consider. And you're right, like um, you guys were saying how a lot of companies like food or otherwise have dedicated social media teams um, that, you know, are responsible for putting out content or for, <clears throat> you know, finding ways to market on um, social media. So I think that is definitely a huge trend that's kind of here to stay. Um, I mean, Xtalks, we have our own TikTok too, which is <laughs> that we need to get back on. So uh, just a shameless plug there. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, but I just wonder if it's kind of oversaturated, like how, you know, because, um, you know, the food hashtag alone is so popular, like, I think it would be easy to get lost. So how can companies stand out from just so much content out there? Yeah, I I mean, what we know about TikTok is that it is a lot um, easier to go viral, let's say, on a video than any other 
platform like Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, um, you know, people will often say like, oh, I made this TikTok and I didn't think anything of it. And the next thing, you know, you have a million views and whatever. Um, but I think that's why it's so crucial to really hone in on and do research on content creators who are very consistent with views and who already ha have amassed a large audience and partnering with them to do sponsored posts, I think is, is so effective. Um, and even just spending some ad dollars, uh, you know, on TikTok as well is, is another really effective thing to do, especially if you've got like coupon codes or if there's another way for people to engage with it or if you participate in, in popular trends, sometimes you can't even tell that it's a sponsored post. I've watched a lot that I didn't even know were advertisements and I thought that was the most effective thing in the world. So yeah, it does seem easy to get lost in it because there are so many views with that, you know, the food hashtag or the recipe or restaurant hashtag. But yeah, I think the more creative you are and the, the you know, the more research you do and probably having to spend a lot of time on the app, just scrolling through a lot of, you know, trends and figuring out what's 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 up. Um, that's probably the best way to do it. And I think companies um, might be hesitant uh, to try but just the numbers alone are a good enough indication that there is a huge, huge audience and they are calling the shots and they're making the trends. So I think targeting the TikTok audience is, uh, is really important. All right, so from there, I'm going to move on to a new product launch. So two massive food industry players, Beyond Meat and PepsiCo, are coming together to launch a plant-based jerky in the US. So this is part of a partnership that they formed in 2021 called the Planet Partnership, which is a joint venture of theirs uh, to, that is seeking to develop, produce, and market innovative snacks and beverage products from plant-based protein. So the first products of the deal are three varieties of Beyond Meat Jerky. And just like real meat-based jerky, Beyond Meat said its plant-based jerky is marinated and slow roasted. The difference, however, is in the ingredients with peas and mung beans at the top of the ingredient list. So the jerky offers 10 grams of protein without any cholesterol, GMOs, soy or gluten and comes in three flavors, original, teriyaki and hot and spicy. So the CEO of the Planet Partnership, Dan Moisen, said in a press release, the nationwide launch of Beyond Meat Jerky will make plant-based meat accessible to millions of household, households. It tastes great, it's a good source of protein, and it's convenient to eat whether you're on the go, at the office, or out on adventures. So while Beyond Meat is known for its plant-based meat analogs, this is the company's first shelf-stable product. And that, plus PepsiCo, is also a master of distribution. We know that the soda and snacking giant has a massive retail reach and infrastructure and can get the product on more shelves. And since it doesn't need refrigeration, that's even easier. The Frito-Lay snacking division also owns a meat jerky brand called Matador, meaning that it has inroads um, ne necessary to get beyond meat jerky to reach consumers. Um, on Beyond Meat's side, uh, during their last earnings call, their CEO, Ethan Brown, broke down the many reasons that U.S. retail sales were down for them by 19.5% compared to the previous year. But he said that the first product from this joint venture with PepsiCo was a reason to be optimistic about the future. But this isn't the only plant-based jerky available on the market. 
um, Nestle's Sweet Earth, ConAgra's Gardein, and Crave already have plant-based jerky products available. And since this is becoming a crowded segment, Beyond Meat and the Planet Partnership need to execute well on all fronts to stand out among not only uh, the alternative jerkies, but also among the entire meat-based segment. So according to research by Technavia, the global meat snacks market is set to grow by 14.4 billion between 2020 and 2025, accelerating at an annual compound growth rate at a, sorry, accelerating at a compound annual growth rate of almost 9% during that period. And sales of plant-based jerky uh, remain tiny by comparison. So the Good Food Institute, which is a non-governmental organization advocating for alternative proteins, published data that estimated plant-based jerky sales reached only 3.9 million for the year ending in April 2019. But out of all of the snacking segments to delve into, jerky's popularity among Americans makes it a good place for the partnership between Beyond Meat and PepsiCo to start. Because, according to consumer surveys by YouGov conducted in late 2021, 58% of participants like jerky products. So the Beyond Meat jerky will be available in three different pack sizes and anywhere traditional jerky can be found, like grocery stores, gas stations, and pharmacies. So my takeaway from this is that, um, you know, they're not the first to get into this segment. Um, Crave is a very popular plant-based jerky brand that I had heard of before and that I've actually seen before. And my take is that they're a little bit late to get into this, um, but at the same time, they're also a very well-known and trusted plant-based meat brand. So I feel like we may see some consumers that have been trying the other plant-based jerkies try Beyond Meat. Um, and potentially switch if they do it good enough. But what do you guys think about this um, this partnership? Um, I'm sure we're going to be seeing new products from them as well. Um, but yeah, are you surprised to see like Pepsi partnered with Beyond Meat, or do you just think it's it's a strategic uh, route for them to go? Um, at first, initially, I was surprised because. You know, I thought, well, Pepsi mostly does beverages, but no, they also have snacks that they distribute. So they're not just a beverage company. You know, they also have snacks. And of course, jerky is like a well-known snack that's sold everywhere, literally, even in pharmacies. And, and you know, the when you go and buy gas and it's at those convenience stores. So I wasn't really surprised because, yeah, PepsiCo is literally everywhere um, beyond meat would they are very lucky to partner with PepsiCo, in my opinion, to get their product out on shelves. Um, but I think, why not? Like, I, and I'm not even vegan, but I'm always looking for snacks which are more healthy and more nutritious. So this kind of thing, I think, is a step forward in the right direction. Yeah, I <clears throat> I agree. I think... Um... At first, my reaction was kind of similar to Vera as I was like, oh, Pepsi, like they, you know, they're a soft drink maker, like what and what's like why jerky kind of a thing. But um, no, it makes sense. It's the whole, you know, snacking uh, kind of arena that they're in. So it makes sense that they partnered up with Beyond Meat and Beyond Meat, obviously one like the biggest player in this area. So um, I just wonder whose idea it, it was. Was it like Pepsi's like, we want to meet jerky, so they went to Beyond Meat? Or was it Beyond Meat thinking of a meat jerky and then 
Pepsi joined in. Interesting, but I, I don't know. Does Pepsi make like a brand of jerky? Probably. Yes, they do. They do. Okay, so they, so I don't they know. under yeah. their Frito Lay, a snacking oh, division, okay. so they, own a, they own a they own a meat jerky brand. Yeah. So, so the they, distribution and and the strategy is already yeah. there. And although I don't have an answer to that, what I would think is that the Beyond Meat jerky was already something they were thinking about, mm-hmm. and then it was it was probably like the perfect first, um, yeah, first product for for their partnership. Yeah, and for that for two such huge heavyweights to be coming together. Um, definitely, I think people are going to be really interested in trying it. Um, and like, you know, Vera, I'm also not vegan, but I'm also looking for, you know, plant-based options that are healthy and better for you. So I think I would definitely try it, but I still feel it's kind of weird. Like, you know, true vegans, are they going to go for something like this? Do they eat jerky? Would they like it? Like it just, I think the other day I saw like, a vegan steak that like bleeds like so when you cut into it like you actually have the blood so just to really mimic that and then I was reading the comments I think this was on social media and people were like you know ew like I don't want my food to bleed that's why I turned vegan kind of a thing so it's still very interesting to me uh the reasons for people opting for plant-based foods but yeah just something uh interesting to think about I think uh, most vegans, if not all vegans, have heard of Beyond Meat, and I'm sure any new product they they um, have out on the shelves, I'm sure they would want to try it at least once, even if it is jerky. That's my opinion. But yeah, I think this was a very strategic partnership. Um, I I do think partnering with PepsiCo is like pretty much almost like you can't go wrong there. Wonder if their sales will be back up um, from last year, right, Sydney? Yeah, that was Beyond Meat, actually. Yeah, so wondering if Beyond Meat sales, at least for the jerky product, will do better. So what's interesting about, um, you know, plant-based meat is that a lot of people speculate that, you know, um, it's not as popular anymore and that, you know, it's losing that... uh, that popularity that it had in past years but um you know i was just writing a story today that still plant-based meat sales are far outpacing um you know animal-based meat sales in terms of how much they're growing so i don't think that this um segment is going anywhere anytime soon and i think this is just like another innovation in that field and another thing for vegans and non-vegans alike to try and um another the notable thing is that a lot of people who still do eat animals uh, based products also are like us looking for, you know, other alternatives to try every once in a while. So this product, I would say it's right. It's not just targeted for vegetarians and vegans. It's really targeted for everyone. Um, and I think that's how they're going to, you know, you can't just market to that segment. You have to kind of make it accessible and available to everybody so yeah i'd be really curious to try this too i don't even eat regular jerky but i would yeah, that's what i was just gonna say how popular is jerky because i i don't eat it myself either i mean so, among americans it it's very popular yeah, yeah. So. americans love love the snack and i mm-hmm. i actually was pretty apprehensive to try it uh but i did try it and i i really did enjoy it but something about it the fact that it's not refrigerated kind of makes me a little bit uneasy because it is a meat product but then you know it's, it's, it's cured, about how right? exactly it's, like it's, the, it's cured so right it's, yeah right. but i i i know that kind of 
feeling too. Like it's kind of like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode of the X Talks Food Podcast. If you like today's show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, everyone, and see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the X Talks Food Industry Podcast. If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. To join in on the discussion, you can find X Talks on social media, email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers sharing them. They should not be taken as professional advice and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position Honeycomb Worldwide. For further information, email us at podcast at xtalks.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.